Y'all sorry ASS team got people trying to talk bad about Jaden. Who, Florida? Then it was like, what game did he have? Because he had 600 yards against Florida. He did have a hell of a game against Florida. Y'all so sorry, people don't even respect it. <sighs> we are sorry. Like, I like, you know, I like to argue, but I'm a realist. We're bad. Y'all are? Yeah, we're bad. And what's crazy is, I wanted Napier. Really? Yeah, because he's right there at UL. I thought he had recruited the area before. Boy, was I wrong. He doesn't got enough, he don't have enough shit to him. Really? Like, he's pleasant. Like, I really? like him. I like him too, though. Yeah, I met I him. I like him. Mm -hmm. I met him. He named the trophy after me. Yeah. Like, he's a good human. Sit down in his office, talk to him, but like, no, like, nobody develops quarterbacks. quarterbacks no more. That's the problem. You go get him. <laughs> Hold on, love the school. <laughs> Congrats, Mitch. Yes, sir. Congrats, <laughs> boy. Proud of you, man. Good, Happy for you, dog. Yeah, I'm good. Appreciate it. For sure. For sure. Hell, man. Appreciate you, too. Hell. You already started the circuit? They got you. They got you moving around already. Yeah, I'm about to be done after this. So y'all did the uh, the whole week was all the award shows. Yeah. Do oh. you go? You go to every single thing? No, I just went to Baltimore for the Johnny Unitas, and they took the other award show away. That uh, with the Davy O'Brien and all yeah. that stuff, they took that away. So from Baltimore, I flew up here, and I just okay. been in here the rest of the week. Yeah. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just tuck mine in. Some things in his ear, boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you see the chain last night, though, on top of the tire? Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that, that, that's real. What? Usually, you don't get a check till you hit the league, but now it's NIL. Y'all got bread, bread. Trying to. Bro, it's the <laughs> most lit school to. in the world. Listen, listen you we see your damn We were just trying to get some, some nice kicks when we was in college. Y'all got the kicks, the, the bling blingy, <laughs> the Rolexes. Hey, hey, I can't, hey, I'm happy about it. Yes, sir. We are too, brother. It's because he hung around longer than I thought he would. After that freshman year, I was like, shoot, JD gonna be going in three. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I hung around two more extra years. Yeah, he worked out. It paid off. Did it work out? Did his jacket. That bitch worked out. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. But welcome to the pivot, bro. This is five years in the making. Yep. You know, I met you in 19 when you committed to Arizona State. I remember saying it. November 23rd, 2019, y'all beat Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, he gonna win the Heisman one day. I didn't know it would be at my alma mater, so I'm fired up about that. <laughs> but I'm just so happy for you, man. You deserve it more so just because you're just a great human. Good Appreciate kid, that. man, always been, man, so I'm happy. This is Chan, yep. Freddie T. I hang around Gators a lot, you know. <laughs> um, we were just talking about what you did to him, too. Hey, hey, we don't, <laughs> gotta, we don't gotta bring that up. Let's talk about Jake. We don't gotta bring that shit up. <laughs> Man, threw for a thousand of them. <laughs> Man, what is just just talk a little bit about the experience of winning the Heisman Trophy last night? It was dope. It was like a surreal moment because that's something that me and my pops talked about for the longest. You know, he big football fan. You know, he was telling me about Charlie Ward, uh, all those type of guys, and Andre Ward. You know, and then for me, like it kind of just hit me where I had a chance where I was like, okay, I might have a chance at this. Was with Lamar on it, hmm. you know, just seeing Lamar, because Lamar looked just like me, you know. Yeah. He plays, we play similar, so seeing him do what he did, 
you know, I just made a, that meant a lot, you know. And when I heard my name called, I just picked up that trophy, and I, all that just came in my head. Start, I just started reminiscing about stuff like that. Is, is it that stressful? Like, the whole process? Because it's not like you're trying to get somewhere. You're waiting to be called the best player in the world at your sport. Like, is it stressful? Did you sleep the night before? A little bit. I ain't gonna lie. It's just, like, just a suspense behind it, especially, like, leading up to where it's, like, all of us are sitting right there and you waiting to see if you're gonna win or not. Like, my heart, I ain't gonna lie, my heart was beating. Like, because <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna win. Hopefully they call my name. I mean, you have Mike Penix, Bo Nix, and, and Mars. So it's like any of us could have won it. Yeah. So I was like, man, I, as soon as he called my name, that's why my head just dropped because I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and in your uh, speech, you said, this is wild. You had an opportunity to meet all the other former Heisman uh, winners. Yeah. What was that moment like? And did you get any, like, real solid words of advice from those guys? Yeah, it was dope because you see, like, people like Archie Griffin, the, the only person that won it back-to-back years. You seeing Tony D, yeah. Tebow, RG3. Um, you seeing even people that won it in the 50s, like Mike Garrett, all those guys, Steve Spurrier, 60s, 70s, all that type of stuff. So it's like, you mean all those type of people that, and now you're, you're a part of the fraternity. And, you know, they just told me, like, uh, your life is about to change. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just enjoy the moment, enjoy every little thing you can. You ready for your Heisman commercial? Because those commercials are pretty <laughs> cool. Those Heisman commercials are pretty dope. You ready for it? I am. So. I don't know. We're going to see what, it, what it's about, but I'm, I'm ready to do it. Oh, we got a new commercial. Ooh. We're going to have a commercial uh, during the show. Come on in, man. Ooh. I heard it's heavy. I'm not trying to hold it. <laughs> Only, I mean, give it to the man. He can put it wherever he wants. I don't think we're we allowed to touch yeah, it. Yeah, like, that's a, it's a secret society. All they ask is trust. Yeah. JD, when you first picked it up, was it heavier than you thought? Oh, yeah, it was. Actually, <laughs> like... <laughs> I made sure, because I was like, man, I'm not going to be the one to look like I'm struggling trying to hold this thing up. <laughs> so I made sure I had to engage my core and everything. <laughs> I'm not touching it. I'm going to touch it here. I ain't had a chance again, shit. <laughs> Put it over here by me. Let's go back hey, a little Make sure bit, you man, slide to, it way uh, back. Both of us, we're going to just keep it at my house. <laughs> nah, you don't Nah, we're gonna keep it at his house. <laughs> That's that man trophy. You finna Reggie Bush him before it even starts. They got NIL now. You can't do that. <laughs> Let's take it back though, man, a little bit further. How once you heard your name called, how long did it take you, man, to think back to your grandparents? To think back to just what they meant to you, you know, your grandfather bringing you yeah. to practice, all of those different things, and, you know, having dealt with losing them, you know, during COVID and now to be at a moment that you know would mean so much to them. Yeah, I'll just say it, it was kind of, I was reminiscing about them the whole time because, like I said, when I'm meeting those, those former winners and, you know, my grandpa used to tell my dad about them. So, like, seeing my dad there interacting with them, like, man, my, my dad would have been so happy, you know, that I'm talking to you right now. And he's just saying, like, man, your, your papa would have been excited uh, that you're, you're over here part of this journey, like you, Jim Pluckett, all those type of cats. Yeah. Um, so I was reminiscing about them the whole weekend and uh, wishing, you know, that I was able to call him like, yo, Papa, I met such and such. Yeah. Uh, you know, seeing seeing the, the smile on his face, you know, how much tra- how much trash he talks, you know, just going from there. But uh, it probably just hit me, like I said, when I got on that stage, I was like, man, this is wild because, like, everything that he taught my dad, my dad taught me, and even he was teaching me. Uh, like it all just paid off in that moment. And, you know, I, I got a long way to go, but I was just happy to be in that moment. And, and Jay, that year, yeah. when your grandparents passed, and um, that was your third year at ASU, 
And that's when people started criticizing you. What was it, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions? Yep. In retrospect, because we all know at the time when you balling, you're just trying to play. Yeah. But in retrospect, that down year was because of the, I guess, the pressure, the stress of losing your grandparents. Does it all attribute back to that? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, um, obviously COVID was COVID, but um, going in, in January, like, I lost both my, I lost my grandpa beginning of January. And I kind of figured it out, like, I found out, like, my, my grandma was, basically on her last life, you know, at the end, like two weeks later. So mm -hmm. uh, they decided to take her off on, on her birthday in February. Knowing that and then having to just deal with everything, like the pressure of, you know, being the, the face of Arizona State and then the pressure of the family, everybody's dealing with different emotions and uh, people are trying to come to me. You know, I'm, I'm 19, 20, just turned 20 years old. So it was like, that's just something I was dealing with. And it was like, it was a lot and I just wasn't ready to handle all that. You pulled your grandmother off of life support. It was mm -hmm. on her birthday and your grandfather, it was on their anniversary. Yeah. How difficult was it not being able to see him, especially with the sort of closeness you guys had as a relationship? Yeah, it, it was very difficult because I ain't seen him since, because uh, of COVID, I ain't seen him since uh, June, right before we went back to school. Mm -hmm. June 1st, 2020 was the last time I seen him. Mm -hmm. So not being able to see him and I still remember the day, like he called me on the phone, like the night before he, he passed. He's like, man, I love you. And then that's the last, that's the last conversation I have with him. Man, that's, man, yeah. right, yeah, that's tough. I was around then, yeah. so I knew, but I also understood how you were treated then. You went from being the face of an entire organization, and I love the fact that you mentioned AP, mm -hmm. obviously one of my best friends, you know, reason Jordan was there, but also a huge reason you were there. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, the, the teammates you had at Arizona State. When you left, Jay, you know, Jordan called me hot. Yeah. You know why, you know, and they're going through through your locker and the videos put out of them saying those negative things about you, knowing what you had done at that school, how were you able to, in your biggest moment, reflect on some of those teammates, those coaches, and that experience and say positive things about what you learned there and how they helped you grow and get to this point as well? I used to say AP, uh, Coach Herm, I still remember uh, Coach Herm, my grandpa, they was hitting it off on my little home visit, so that resonated with me and, and you know, Marv, you know, yeah. Marv, they all played a big part while I was there, and then some of the teammates, like, the whole thing with the video stuff, like, that is what it is, but I, I know who the real ones were, um, like Jordan, uh, Ladarius, Ricky, you know, all those type of guys, Shad, uh, everybody always had my back, and, you know, just, like, without them, I wouldn't be in this position. Uh, the good and the bad. The bad gave me more, you know, that gave me more motivation to, you know, go show something else. And, you know, the good is, like, they always supported me no matter what. So for me to be on that platform and be able to give them thanks, um, you know, just for everything, you know, I, I was that was a big opportunity for me. Yeah, I thought that was big. You know, uh, APs and Antonio Pierce, now the interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, when you transferred, bro, one, I was like, JD never calls me. So that's how I knew LSU was doing a good job. Yeah. I hit him when he first got there. I was like, you, leave me, you need me now, let, let me know. He ain't never need me. So life must have been good. <laughs> Did um, you have his back at Arizona State, though? I had his back at Arizona State. Oh, my God. Everywhere. I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. That's, that's my dog. I ain't gonna <laughs> never switch up. Never. You get to LSU, what sort of adjustments did you have to make? Because it's not only an adjustment from being from the West Coast. Yeah and having to deal with different people. I'm sure a lot of them you couldn't even understand <laughs> when they were talking to you, but you also get to this place that is really big time football. Yeah. And you got the Maliks and the BTs and 
the different level of player. What was that sort of adjustment like for you? And how much did you sort of relish in meeting that challenge? Like you said, they got dogs. LSU has dogs for sure. Like Malik, BT, and they were the, like who they are now. Yeah. So we all kind of like grew up together even more. Even though I'm older and that we all still uh, challenged each other. When I first got there, it was just like, I'm just trying to figure myself out. I'm trying to just play the role, uh, do what I can, uh, just show that I belong. And, you know, as the season went on and progressed, you know, I started getting more and more comfortable. But this all season is like, where we really like start challenging each other. Like, if Malik wasn't on his stuff, I'm over here getting on him. He getting on me. Like, everybody's holding each other accountable. I just feel like that's how we've grown the most. We know what we want for our future. You know, we've got goals that we set. Uh, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help you reach it, and it's vice versa. And Jay, I, I got to hear from the horse's mouth because I read all the stories. The the You got in the transfer portal late. Yeah. But the, the, the sanctions, and then it was the coaching changes, and it was all that. I heard all the articles. Why did you leave Arizona State? Man, it was just so much uncertainty there, um, just with everybody. You know, um, AP was gone. Uh, I didn't know anything about Coach Herm and stuff like that. So I was like, man, uh, I got to go somewhere else. I got to get a, a, like, I got to start fresh. I got to go somewhere else. And for me, I was like, man, I seen what Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, what those guys are doing on this big stage. And I grew up playing against them. I was like, man, I know I could do it. So I was like, um, I talked to my parents, like, man, I'm into the portal, you know, and take a chance on me. And then LSU came knocking, and I was like, man, I can't pass up this opportunity. You know, you play in the SEC, you play in the, the best conference, you know, and you play on national television every week. So I was like, man, I, I need to go out there and show and prove that I can play and show everybody I can. You're talking about starting fresh. Let's go back. Yeah. So much. You've always been a special player, so much so that your freshman year, you had to sign a waiver in order to play as a ninth grader. Yeah. In that season, I think you led your team to league championship. You had 2,600 yard pass and 35 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. You were always ready for big time. Yeah. How? Like, growing up, what what was like? What were your goals growing up? Yeah, I mean, my goal growing up, I want to play in the NFL. Uh, that's a, that's the biggest thing, you know. Uh, I always, I love basketball, but I was like, I seen someone like, man, I, I could do something in football. Um, probably like eighth grade, ninth grade. Um, and like you said, I had to sign a waiver because I was too young to play on varsity. So they, they shut me down at first. <laughs> and I was like, man, nah, I need to play. You know, even though my mom didn't want me to play, I was like, she, she was like, man, I'm gonna just let you do it. You know, this, this is your life. Yeah. Uh, you know, me and my dad sent her, we're begging her like, man, I want to play, I want to play. And then, so for me, it's like, I always just growing up, I've always been winning. Uh, even back to my youth football days, you know, it was always dominating, uh, always winning. So when I had the opportunity to go out there and play as a 14 year freshman, I was like, man, I'm just playing football. I'm just having fun. And whatever comes with it, comes with it. And, you know, I, I had a successful high school career and it's just, I was able to move on. And, and you know, I say I stand myself as one of as the best to come out of my uh, San Bernardino. You know, your high school stats, we had Bijan on the show, like probably last off season. Yeah. And Bijan high school stats are like, literally when you look at them, they look fake. <laughs> you know, they're like video game stats, but yours were too. And that was both passing and rushing the ball. But you even said it in your speech that your pops was training you to be a corner. Yeah. And I think he was corner at what, UW, yeah, Iowa, Iowa State. State. And so when was the conversation or when was the switch to wanting to play quarterback because he a big San Fran fan yeah. and he used to make you watch the, the 1992 drive <laughs> in the Super Bowl from Joe Montana. So how was that that switch and when did you really start to know that 
playing the quarterback position, you could be special with your talent? Man, I play, I mean, I told him I wanted to play quarterback when I was eight. Uh, you know, I seen Michael Vick running around, so I was like, I always want the ball in my hand. I, I want to do something with it. But I play everywhere, so I play quarterback. I was still playing defense, you know, as a little kid, just playing all positions on the field. So I would say probably when I was like, man, I was like solely focused on quarterback, it was just high school. Gotcha. Probably after my freshman year, I was like, man, I think I could do something with this. Uh, you know, and I just took it, I took it from there, and I just kept working. Uh, start getting the the proper training that I needed because I was already just thugging it out, honestly. <laughs> just uh, I'm back there throwing the ball. My dad tried to teach me. He don't know too much. Uh, and then we started getting the quarterback coach. It started going from there. Yeah, you look at, you know, where you are now. I want to talk about last year's game versus Alabama. Yeah. Right? Because it was still... You, you've been at LSU, bro. Everybody now got to be Joe Burrow. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter what you do, what the statistics look like. If you're not doing what Joe Burrow did, they weren't accepting it. But you know that game different, yeah. right? You got a bye week yeah. before you play in that game, both teams. First week in November. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know exactly what it's going to be. You know, when you, when you have the big run, uh, when you make the play to Mason mm -hmm. in the corner of the end, end zone, what was that experience like? Because it even felt to me in Baton Rouge, that's when everybody was like, oh, okay, Jaden's our guy. I was life-changing. Um, you know, going to overtime, we, everybody's saying like, man, this is, this is the game. I'm like, you know, it's another game to me, but you know, that was ranked number five, we was ranked 10, so it was a top 10 matchup, nighttime in Death Valley. So that's when I really experienced like nighttime in Death Valley. You know, I'm playing against one of my friends, Bryce, you know, we've been battling our whole life, so now we battle on the biggest stage. And I remember, I still remember, you know, he made the the little play, broke through, broke like five tackles, throw the ball down the sideline, yeah. he's staring at the bench. Right. So I was like, man, I can't let him beat me. So when we drive, we drive down the field, we score, they go back and kick a field goal, so we go to overtime, and, you know, they get ball first. So I'm like, the coaches on the headset talking like, man, what, like, the uh, assistant telling me like, yeah, this is what they're talking about. This is what they're talking about. I was like, man, if they call a read option, like, I'm gonna I'm call game. Like, I, I said that, and then he like, for real. I like, yeah, tell him call it. So they call it, and then the end did enough for me to get out outside of him. You know, everybody did a great job blocking them from there. And then I was, I'm looking back because against Florida State, we kicked the extra point. Yep. So I'm looking back, I was like, man, no, we're going for two. Like, we got to end this game because I'm not letting Bryce get another <laughs> another shot. Like, we got to go for two. And Coach Kelly was with it. We go out there, and we end up calling a timeout. And Coach Kelly on the headset, and he was like, hey, like man, he's like, I want I want number five on the perimeter so I, so he can do whatever he wants. There's nothing there. He can run. Right. I just want the ball on five hands. So we, call, we end up calling a perfect play because we knew they was going to run man coverage in. Uh, you know, we got a couple of rubs and, you know, Mason made the play. But after that, it was just like life changing because I think that's the first time LSU beat Alabama at home in like over a decade. So it's been a while. So uh, being able to be a part of history like that, you know, I, I, I was sick. Listen, nighttime, Death Valley is not a good place to play. <laughs> not at all. They, they banged us up down there, too. Listen, I want to place you on the spot real quick. You got that beautiful Heisman Trophy over there. Would you trade that for a national championship? Honestly, I, I probably would. I mean, I, I, if I wanted Natty, I probably still get it. But true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, statement. Yeah, true statement. But I would want to win a Natty, and that's, that's something that I, I dreamed about is be able to go out there. And I was trying to win on every level. Right. You know, high school, college. You know, hopefully in the pros. But 
I will trade for a natty because that, that's just something that you can't get back. That's like you and your brothers work so hard to accomplish something like that. And I wish I was able to give them that. There will be a lot of uh, young players look up to you for being a Heisman Trophy winner. But you graduated early. Yeah. Did graduating early allow you to focus more on football? Like, what's it been like? life of a of a player that graduates early like what's your schedule i graduate early because i won i was i was tired of school and then i told my mom like uh if i go to nfl early like, i'm gonna get my degree i'm gonna get my degree before i leave mm. so i made that promise to her so that, that's something i had to accomplish but now me graduating early it, it was, like you said allowed me to focus on football more and you know be more of a pro you know i got my online classes i knocked that out but I'm up there spending all day at the building, uh, you know, trying to get better uh, each and every way that I can. So, uh, you know, when I when I get to the next level, the transition is, isn't as hard. You know, talk about a little bit about your offseason because it was you needed to gain weight. Yeah. But it was also sort of a mixture of like some pro quarterback stuff mm -hmm. mixed in with what you had to do with your team. Explain a little bit how that helped you improve so much from last year, which was a great year, yeah. an all-conference year, to this year, which was a Heisman Trophy winning year. Putting on the weight, I put on like 10 more pounds, 10, 12 more pounds. Um, so I've been playing at like 205, 206, around there. And then, but for me, it was like every little break we had, I was, I was out. I was out training. I was out in California training with with Taylor Kelly and 3D QB. You know, trying to get better no matter what. So who else like, is who else is out there, JD? That's is that what CJ and that's Bryce CJ and Bryce was training at too. Yeah. So you know, we was all training together while they doing their little pre-draft stuff. I was always back, you know, working out with them. Mm. Uh, and you know, they made jokes like, "Man, you you got a lot of breaks. Like <laughs> you always out here." I was like, "Man, I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get the work in." Like they had a little camp where they where they'll go to Dallas, the the quarterback crew. I go to Dallas. I, I'm flying in Dallas on the weekend. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to get better. Like we had a little Mardi Gras break. You know, I'm I'm over here working out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, it, every little thing I was just trying to get better because I, I mean, I came back and I was like, I, I want to be different. Like, I want to do something different. Before anyone meets you, they meet Regina, <laughs> right? <laughs> they they meet your mom. Like that sure. was the first one I met. Like you know, AP. We've been so close for so long. He was just telling me like, we're gonna get we're gonna get Jay Daniels. We're gonna get Jay yeah. Daniels. And then when they got you, I meet you, you shake my hand. I was like, well, he doesn't even talk. You know what I mean? I was like, he's quiet, he's chill. But then every every game, every road game, every home game, your mother was right there, man. Yeah. Front center, always cheering, always supporting you. What has, not only just growing up, but what has this college journey been like for the two of you, starting at Arizona State, then at LSU, and then now to have that moment with your father, Jay, your mother, where you win the award and you get to give them, and especially her, her flowers. Yeah, man, just the sacrifice they made for me. Uh, my mom ain't never miss a game. Uh, you know, she was allowed that. You know, COVID year, you know, we, we couldn't have fans, but every game, if it's raining out there, she's gonna be out there. If it's 20, if it's minus degrees, she's gonna be out there, you know, standing up the whole time, making sure she cheering me on, because she said, well, she said, well, I'm on the field. She can't sit down. You know, she always got to keep her eye on me. So, I mean, just the sacrifices my mom made, you know, both my parents made, you know, just to, to help me get to this point, you know, and to raise that trophy, uh, it was just time for me to, to give them their flowers because everything they've done for me, I've been so grateful for it. Oh, I was going to say, Jay, you talking about, like, you know, Arizona to Louisiana, your mom will come to everything. Yeah. But that transport portal is huge right now. When we were coming in, bro, nobody transferred when we was right. in school, but now it's huge. 
for you to have the success? Because a lot of dudes transfer and they go right back into being nowhere. Yeah. Like, what advice would you give them dudes that start transferring? Because every single year, it's 20, 30 dudes transferring school to school, but they ain't holding this bitch after they transfer. Yeah, there were, the, the first day of the portal, it was 1,183 players in the portal. That's crazy. I'll just say the grass ain't always greener. I mean, you gotta, like, you gotta know, like, if I go in the portal, like, I have a home. Kind of, it's just like, man, you can't go out there blinded. Because if, if you go out there blinded, you, you might be stuck in it. Because, you know, the old school could pull your scholarship and, you know, you're not going to have a home. So it's like, the grass ain't always greener. Like, you're a young kid and you feel like, you know, I want to go somewhere and play. You, you never know because everybody trying to look for somebody with experience now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because they, they want to win games and, you know, experience obviously helps, especially in college and in the pros. Um, so I was like, man, you, you got to make the best decision for you, but you got to know the consequences that can come with it if you don't, if, if you don't have a home. Freddie T. Chan, we're back again, man. DraftKings, we appreciate you for sponsoring this show. And any new customer that signs up right now, use the promo code PIVOT. You place a $5 bet, you get 150 in bonus bets. I watch out for y'all, baby, with my same game parlays. It's getting cold, fellas. You know what that slows down? is the passing game. Mm. Maybe some unders in passing. Mm. Pick a side. You got same game parlays. And I got to go with my no sweat bets. Your bet doesn't hit. You get a bonus bet Man, right no there. sweat. They ain't even got to flip their draws. Come on now. I don't even flip <laughs> me a draw. I love the same game parlays. I like some money line two parlays, Chan. If you want to get in the game, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if it's not in your area, don't worry. This is always my message. Get the DraftKings Daily Fantasy, and you still can get some money. Make it happen. Sign up, use the promo code PIVOT. You place a $5 bet, you get $150 in bonus bets. Now back to the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You showed Sherm some love uh, <laughs> last night. You said he annoying that's your boy and you love yeah. him. The, the one cool thing, and you know, like I don't come around a lot, but I'm always paid attention. Yeah. The one cool thing is he always, and he mentioned it last night in his tweet, that you found Christ. Yeah. And you found your faith. And you also mentioned in different times when you were getting interviews and stuff about the fact that you knew God had you and your faith in him has helped you. Just for a, a young man to proclaim that publicly is big. And the kids that are watching you and the people that do look up to you, talk a little bit about how that has helped you continue to grow. I mean, without him, none of this is possible. Uh, I wouldn't be in this position, you know, to raise that trophy or anything or have the accolades. Uh, I, I'm just blessed to go out there and just play football. And, you know, everything I do, I just try to glorify him with it. Um, you know, I got a platform to speak, you know, just give him his praise and, you know, move on because that's all he wants at the end of the day is, is us to praise him. 
And yeah, speaking about Sherm, I mean, Sherm, you know, he, he's big in his faith. And when I came to LSU, you know, that's kind of where we started uh, building our relationship. We got we got real tight and real close. And you've been up there every time I'm I'm around. He right he right yeah. there next to me, always clowning around. But, you know, he's a great human being. And people don't really know Sherm. You know, that some people, I think he needs more of his respect and his flowers for everything he does. Uh, just for, for the players, you know, everybody feels comfortable talking to him. Um, he's always just helpful uh, to everybody. He's always there for everybody. So that's why I, in my speech, I was just shouting everybody out, you know, behind closed doors that will really get the recognition. Yeah. You know, let's talk about it now. What was the day like when you put up <laughs> 1,000 yards on Florida? Like, did you, did you wake up that morning, you know, and you look to you at, the, at the roster or you watch the film and you thought to yourself, <laughs> oh, that's barbecue chicken? Or, I don't know who you were picking on. Who? He know who he was picking on on that right side. I ain't gonna say the young man's name. <laughs> <laughs> he rushed for two hundred two though, Jay. I know he was picking on all of them. But when you, Jay, when you having a night like that, which is, that was very high schoolish for you. You know what I mean? Like those were the sort of games that you could yeah. have in high school when, you just prove to the world you are beyond a shadow of a doubt the best player, on the field. But when that's going, man, when the pass game is going, then you go for 85 down the sideline, then you get another one for plus 50, and all of these things are happening. While you're in the moment, can you even sort of register what you're doing? Or, like, when did it actually hit you that you accomplished something that no player had ever done in college football? I'm a, I'm a LSU Tiger, so I always love playing Florida. Like, <laughs> even Florida last year, I had six touchdowns against Florida. So, <laughs> you know, that's just something, that's just something you know. They don't like you. They don't like us, so you know we don't like them. But going into that game, I was really just uh, coming off. I just got clear at the end of the week, so from the concussion, so I didn't really practice that whole week. Me personally, I just go. I go out there. I mind my business. I'm, I'm doing my thing. They they start talking. They try trying to talk to me. So I was like, you know, they kind of just started me up, and especially like during the game early on. I think it was one play I got I got tackled from behind on third down. You know, they coming. Everybody, I'm on their sideline. Everybody's getting in my face, pushing me, stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, man, like, I'm not playing no more. I'm not playing no more. So uh, I told him at the end of the game, I was like, man, y'all done woke up a monster. I said, this, everything that happened, I mean, it's y'all fault. You know, I was, I was really just chilling. I hate your question. I hate your answer. As long as y'all know that. But, but another thing, too, bro, we all SEC guys, honestly. Yeah. Is that SEC different? It is. The it speed, is. the like, because we always brag about it, but is that SEC different? It is different. I mean, it's different just up front. Like, you know, you got you got monsters that could, that could run four fives, that, you know, big 300 athletic, you know, that, that they built. So it's like every week you're going to get somebody, you get, you're going to get some good defense. Like, even on paper, it's not a good defense. You know, when LSU come to town, they always going to play you tough. So. You know, you got to be on your A game. Bryce and CJ go one and two in last year's draft. I'm pretty sure that, like, excites you. Yeah. And to see what CJ is doing now as it stands today, he's leading the league in passing. Yeah. How does that motivate you? Yeah, it motivated me because I've seen those guys put in the work constantly. And I've seen what they were doing. Um, even from high school, you know, Bryce always been highly ranked, but he, you know, he always had all eyes on him, but he lived up to the expectation. Mm -hmm. CJ, you know, he was fine for scholarships at the end of the year. So, you know, he always had that chip on his shoulder to go out there and prove people wrong. So seeing them able, Bryce to win the Heisman, uh, CJ to be a finalist back-to-back -back years. Um, and then for me to follow them right after that, even though I'm older, 
it was like, man, I, I seen them get their name called. I'm like, man, this is reality because next year I'm gonna hear my name called at some point. And I seen what CJ do, you know, we always talk, me and CJ, he actually called me on Friday night, like saying like, congratulations on everything I'll be watching. Uh, Bryce texted me last night, was like, welcome to the family. So, you know, we, we're, we're close and to see what they doing at the next level, uh, CJ over there balling, you know. Yeah. Bryce is going what he's going through, but you know, he's always been positive um, with everything he's been through. So I, I'm most definitely uh, confident he'll get through that. Yeah, no, Bryce, it's a different situation. The NFL is tricky like that. You can see everything that's going on around Bryce in Carolina. Yeah. So much change, so much turnover. So I, I think he's going to get to a point where when they have consistency inside the building, yeah. then he'll be able to flourish yeah. and show people why he was selected number one. But right now, it's too much garbage. Going on in that building, man. Yeah, Bryce. That's is, the game. You got to yeah. be able to pivot. Bryce is in a in a bad position. I do want to ask you though. One, it's crazy. You just mentioned three California bred quarterbacks that played at Ohio State, Alabama. You at Arizona State first, but then LSU. You know, you think about that talent within that state, saying we want to go elsewhere to show what we could do against the best in the world, and I think that's what makes definitely the three of you different to be on that stage and accomplish what you have. But when you're looking at people that you've played against, guys that you know you have a similar talent level to, and they are, you know, whether it's winning Heisman, being Heisman finalists, being number one and number two pick, you know, Matt Moscona played it the other day. When you went to LSU, I was on an interview. I said, I think he could win the Heisman. Yeah. I'm so glad you made me right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also, too, how hard was it, J.D., because when you are as, talent, as talented as you are, you have a plan. you like, yeah. and especially the way you play 17 tubs, only two picks as a freshman, you only think you're going to get better and better, yeah. and it does feel like in three years I could leave. Yeah. And then you come back and you go, you transfer to LSU, you have a great season, you have an opportunity to leave, yeah. and you stay. How difficult were the decisions to continue to stay in school? It was very difficult because you you know you kind of want to go achieve your goal. You want to go play in the NFL. You, you see your friends. So for me, it was like, man, I seen Brandon Ayuk get drafted first round. Uh, this is one of my best friends. I seen Rashad White do ball out his last year. You know, go do his thing and what he's doing in Tampa right now. It's like after last year, it was like, man, I want to go play in the league. I'm trying to go play in the league, but. You know, I, I had to make that what was the best decision for me in, in my future. Um, you know, Bryce and CJ, those are the two guys ahead of the quarterback talks. Mm. So sitting down, I'm like, me, my mom, and my dad, we sitting down, we like, man, I come back, you know. Ain't no other quarterback in the SEC. Bryce gone. Hendon Hooker had a great year. He gone. And it's like, I'm coming back. I'll probably be the only returner. So it's like, man, I'm playing. I, I got another year, the whole offense coming back. So I was like, man, I have an opportunity to catapult myself, uh, you know, to those talks. And, you know, coming, ba coming back, you know, that's probably the best decision I made for myself because it's like, now I'm here. So I don't think if I, if I left last year, I wouldn't be in this position. How does uh, NIL weigh into that decision? Like some guys, if it's a money situation, yeah. they make the decision based on that to jump and go to the NFL. How did it um, weigh in on your decision? Yeah, for me, it was like, I mean, it, it wasn't that big of a deal for me because it's like coming back, I mean, uh, even Sherm talked about it. He's like, I want you to come back. You're able to enjoy everything that LSU can bring you. You know, just the, the platform that LSU has, uh, you know, all the grace that came through there, uh, you know, it, it could bring you so much more. So coming back, I mean, I wasn't looking for it. I was looking for, man, I'm going to get better. 
uh, you know, so I could go make my money in the league. Mm -hmm. And then coming back, you know, I, I end up getting, you know, Powerade, Beast by Dre, you know, stuff like that to be able to sponsor my, uh, sponsor me, but also give back to my teammates. NIL helped me out a lot, you know, just to, to show appreciation to the ones that helped me uh, get to this point. We heard you got to sign 300 footballs in a second. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you put Heisman winner 2023 on there? What's the signature? Uh, it might start being that now. <laughs> before, before it wasn't, but it's a little JD5 real quick. Simple, quick and easy. Love it. Jay, I have, a, I have a question. This is a total LSU question. How mad were you when Malik didn't win the Belenikoff? Man, I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt. Because I, I know how hard he worked. Right. He set goals for himself, you know. He's always been the underdog. And the underdog. He wasn't, he's not supposed to be here. Uh, everything he's been through in his life, I was hurt for him. You know, I, I texted him that morning. Once I found out, because I found out before they announced it, you know, I'm up here, I found out. I'm like, man, I, like, I texted him, I was like, man, I love you, dog. Just, just know I got your back no matter what. You know, I know he was hurt, because that's something he, like, dreamt about. You know, on his, it's on his live screen, though, the Belinda call. It's been on there for two years. Wow. So it was like, man, he, he said goals for himself, like, you know, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna break all-time records in LSU history. You know, I'm gonna do stuff that nobody else done. You know, all the great receivers that came through LSU. Uh, you know, he's the first receiver back-to-back -back thousand yard seasons. You know, he has a chance to break uh, the record for all-time uh, yards. You know, he broke all-time catches. Mm -hmm. So everything that he's done, he, you know, he defined, he, he beat the odds, you know. He defined everything that he did. So I was personally, I'm like, man, uh, you know, the season he had, you know, I, that's my that's my dog. So he should have been the Belinda Cough winner. And all respect to Marv. Yeah, I get it. Um, but, you know, I'm always riding with Malik. Yeah, Malik Neighbors, man, I remember uh, I was still coaching the bootleggers. And they were talking about other wide receivers. And we really just threw him go balls. Yeah. And he just fought for every one of them, every single play. And you could see that he was different. Mm -hmm. Like, he got a ton of dog in him, man. And I think it was great to... It was so cool, bro, to see, like, your personality at LSU. Yeah. Because it's so different from what we're used to in, like, our culture. You know what I mean? And for you to acclimate to that, for you to compete the way you did, become the leader that you have, like, for me, man, it was just such a blessing. And this is just my, my last question for you is, what are your goals going forward? Right? Because... The story you've written in college is one, even when you get in college, you say, man, I'm a, I'm, I want to win the Heisman, I want to do this. It's still extremely hard to accomplish and sometimes hard to believe. Yeah. But you've done that. Now, looking at the next level, what are your goals there? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to take it one step at a time. Uh, I want to be a first-round pick, and then from there, you know, I'm going to try to break all CJ records, you know, <laughs> that he set his rookie year. So, you know, he set the standards, so I, I'm going to try to go beat that. Uh, and then from there, you know, obviously I want to win the Super Bowl and one day I'll be able to throw on a gold jacket. Man, I love it. Listen, man, you are forever a Tiger, but you always family. I appreciate the time, dog, and congrats, bro. Thank y'all, man. My dog. Leave Florida alone. Hey, that's just funny. That's your fault. Alone. That man said it was Yeah, like fault. I just, I, was I wasn't even supposed to play, but I had <laughs> just slid out there. <laughs> Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, cap pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Niggas send me cap in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant.